0: Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all
1: about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you
0: care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Hey, girl. Hey, it's a Monday or recording day. Woo, what a weekend I just had. So I sound a little,
1: woo, three states, three days. How about you? Good weekend. What did I do this weekend? I don't even know what I did this weekend. Oh, yeah, it was a great weekend. I went to the Bay Area, met up with a friend, we had um, a great time together. And then I just found this new radio station on Pandora, and I'm super loving it because, you know, I'm like, I was born in the, in the 70s, so, you know, I'm just yeah, jamming know. out this I morning.
0: I was born in the 60s. Thanks for bringing it up.
1: <laughs>
0: well, We're going to talk about a, a cool topic today, but I got to tell you, it's very timely because my feet took a beating this weekend. They took mm. a freaking beating. I wore what some... Happened? Well, you know how it gets winter is or fall, and you think you can wear flats without any hosiery or any footies or anything because, you know, it's cooler, so your feet aren't going to sweat much, right? Well, wrong, because mm-hmm. it's still a little warm in the middle of the day. So I did that, and my feet got sweaty, rubbed my toes together, not super comfy, <laughs> Then I decided it was a good idea to wear a new pair of heeled boots, which are adorable, but I had never worn them before.
1: Never a good idea.
0: an event that had a decent amount of standing around talking. I'm like, (laughs) this was not smart, but they sure do look good. So shoes are top of mind today. And we have a shoe expert today. Aren't you excited, Christina? I love talking about shoes.
1: Yes, me too. And I I have to tell you, I love these shoes that we're talking about today because I got a pair and I feel like I'm walking on clouds. And I'm sure that's probably the slogan or something like that, but- uh, And they're so
0: well-made. You can really, really tell the difference they in really a well-made are. shoe.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: you know, just as we age, we're finding out our mm. feet do go mm. through some changes and we're going to talk yes. about that. But without further ado, let's welcome Lisa Lauriette-Smiths. She's Director of Marketing and Creative Development with Walking Cradle Shoes, who's been an affiliate of ours for quite some time, but we realized recently she's never been on the show. And we keep running into women with foot problems. I know my feet have Mm -hmm. changed a lot, especially during the pandemic when I walked around two years barefoot in my home. And in my style business, I keep running into women who that's one of the things they say on their intake assessment is, well, I can't wear heels or I can't do this or I have to have a extra wide foot. So Lisa, welcome. We are so excited to talk about our things, shoes and
2: feet. Well, thank you. I am so excited to share this news with you because I truly believe that every woman needs to know the certain things about shoes, regardless of which brand you wear, but of course, we like to think that Walking Cradles are a pretty spectacular brand and we can we because we come in so many different sizes and widths, we probably can fit just about every woman um out there, but there's just some other good foot health things that every woman needs to know and I'm so thrilled to be on here to help share this.
0: We Yay. think our audience is going to really benefit. Um now when we've been chatting before, you have said, you know, it's a long-time belief that if it looks
2: good, it's not going to feel good. Right? Especially with shoes, I mean, women seem to have thought over the years that a comfortable shoe does not equate to a stylish shoe, and vice versa. And one of the things that we have set out to do with our female designer is find shoes that women feel good in—not just how they feel on their foot, but how they look, so that their whole image is a, a package deal. Because oftentimes we put so much thought into our hair and our makeup and our clothes, and then just throw on any old pair of shoes, and um, it you know, you don't really have to sacrifice when you find a, a brand like Walking Cradles. You can have it all with comfort, fit, and
1: style. Yeah, I I noticed too that um, you know, when I was looking at your guys's shoes, they are made for a wide feet too. And I have like a, a like I have a Fred Flintstone foot. It's Barney no, Rebel, Yeah, like, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so, cute. So they're they're just like these little small fat feet. Rectangles, and
0: little rectangles.
1: They look crazy, but it's so hard to find like a, even a good tennis shoe sometimes because they're so narrow. I mean, I can even use the walking cradles when I work out. Like uh-huh. they're, they're great. They're absolutely great. So tell us a little bit about like the formula, what, what happens and how, how did you guys come about?
2: So we've been around for for quite some time, and like many shoe companies, um, it was male driven for quite quite a while back in the '80s. And um, and I worked with the company part time for a number of years, but since about 2015, when it became the Walking Cradle Company, and we brought, uh, I guess, a girl who was working with the company, learning how to do product development. And she was a fashion design uh, graduate, so she had the the design part, but she worked with our product development director, and what she does is she creates fashionable shoes because the shoes that we designed were known for coming in all these sizes and widths, which is not something that happens with every shoe brand, as probably most women can tell you. In fact, most women might not even know that there are multiple widths, so... um, You know, a lot of shoe brands, if it's a Euro size, it's going to be numbers like 36, 37, 38. A lot of shoe brands will go like 6 to 10, medium widths only. Some carry a few extra sizes. But, you know, women who have a narrow foot or a wide foot or a wide wide foot oftentimes compensate for that by going up a number. Because if they wear an 8 wide, but they don't know that a wide is available, they'll just wear a 9. And that really isn't solving the problem. In fact, it's creating other problems. And our mission really is to educate women on the importance of the size and the width shoe that they're wearing, and then offer them stylish choices. Because like I said, oftentimes women think, you know, comfortable shoes or ugly old lady shoes. And we want to break that. I call them the the orthopedics. (laughs) what? The orthopedics.
1: orthopedics.
2: And you
0: know, they come in, they (laughs) usually come in white, taupe, and black. And they are, they look like someone strapped a boat on your foot and they're just awful. And the, but I think women have settled there because they didn't know any better and they didn't know they had options and they just got so frustrated with their feet hurting. That they're just like, just give me this ugly boat, and I'll strap it on and go. I'll have white for summer, and I'll have taupe for fall and black for winter. (laughs) That'll be my shoe wardrobe. And y'all, I'm telling you, even above and beyond Walking Cradles, things have gotten better across the board, I feel like. But Walking Cradles is one of these companies that has this just vast array of sizes that all the companies, you know, the companies don't make. So let's talk about the industry and where kind of things go wrong, because I think it really helps to understand, like when you talked about sizes six through 10, why is that the case? What is the average foot size in America? Why do they not offer more sizes? What's mm-hmm. what's the deal here? Yeah.
2: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the cost of manufacturing shoes. The more shoes you can produce in a single size, the more cost effective it is. So when you start creating more sizes it you have to use different equipment for that because you can only you can only produce a certain amount of sizes on one piece of equipment and then you have to um you have to go to the expense of creating of having different equipment so because the vast majority of people either do wear sizes like six to ten or think they wear sizes six to ten they it makes it more economical for shoe manufacturers to produce those sizes and then expect that women, "Eh, you know, if I really wear an eight wide, I'll just get a nine medium and that'll work. And it really doesn't. And I really think that that this has caused a lot of foot issues that women have experienced because there really hasn't been that level of education out there on why it's important to have your foot measured, why it's important to consider both size and width, and why it's important to concern yourself with what is inside the shoe as much as how pretty it looks on the outside. And I think, you know, the self-serve kind of shoe stores, and I'm not going to mention any, so I don't get in trouble, but you know what they are. You walk in and they're all sitting there on the rack and you just pull them out one by one and try them on, walk around for a second or two and think, oh, maybe this will break in. And then you buy it. There's not a lot of times people there that have the expertise to say, This is how this should fit, or this is how this should feel. So oftentimes, we're just grabbing shoes off the rack and taking them home, and then two hours into it, like, oh, my God, my feet are killing me.
1: Well, and just
0: understanding that, well, a couple of things there, like... When you have a shoe professional help you fit a shoe, they know if that shoe is going to stretch any or not, and where it's going to stretch. And I've heard women say some crazy things. Y'all, shoes don't get longer; they do not stretch longer. That is not a thing. The sole is the sole. But you'll hear women say it will stretch. I'm like that boat. That boat's not growing, you know. Or they've got a fabric shoe or a faux situation going on. Those types of fabrics do not lend themselves to stretching. Now you get some good Italian leather, you're going to get some stretching and molding to your foot. That's a different situation. That's a different price too. But I think mm. pe- consumers don't understand that. They assume all shoes stretch and they don't, well, right?
1: And and here's no. here's the thing, Gil, like, do you remember? I mean, you guys probably all remember like back in the day, you used to go to a shoe store. They used to measure your feet with those silver things that if it hit your shin you would die. Do y'all know what I I'm i was talking trying to about? hit my brother Brennan with those
0: my <laughs> brother and I were running around the old Tom McCann. Do y'all remember Tom McCann? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh running around there and hitting my brother with those things and playing with them. My mom's I'm I, standing up I mean, on one foot balancing. My mom's yelling at me.
1: Gail, get off of that.
0: You know. <laughs> but That's we we
1: lost that, right? Because that that used to be the norm. You would go in, you would sit down, you would get your shoes fitted. You would you would go and you would look at what do you need, and then if they didn't have it, you wouldn't get it. Right. You know, so because right. we talk what do you ourselves into it? a
0: lot of shoes yeah. if they're cute enough, yeah, and the oh, price yeah. is right. Oh, I can mm-hmm. fold over my big toe. This will be fine. <laughs> These will be my wear to dinner shoes. Sit down only shoes. Have you bought? Raise your hand. A pair of sit down only shoes. Yeah, I've done it. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have. have
1: slippers in, in my purse. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, you know, so, what but, I went, shifted that's across I, uh, the board in fashion,
0: isn't it? Because used to in mm-hmm, fashion, you had mm-hmm. a woman help you in a fitting room, she brought mm-hmm. you clothes if you needed a different
2: size. Now it's, you know, you're on your own, baby. So, what well, here's the great thing about that. Um, and I go back to the comment about the self serve mm-hmm. shoe stores. Um, they did kind of create that, they created something that. You know, it was a little more convenient. You didn't have to deal with a salesperson. You could go in, you could try them on. But there are plenty of shoe stores in the United States and probably all over the world that we we still call in the industry sit and fits. And there Mm. are knowledgeable salespeople at these, you know, a lot of them are independently owned. Some are small chains. I'm not saying they're all mom and pop shops, but they do still have trained experts in shoes that can measure your foot and give you... You know, the shoe size you should be wearing, because so often with us, we have people say, I don't know what size shoe of yours to order. Um, Tell me, like, how many inches the, you know, my length should be or how many inches my, the width would be. And I wish it was as simple as that. And it just really isn't, because first of all, it's not effective to measure your own feet, because... (laughs) <laughs> well, Lisa, it's all about weight it's, it's, distribution. It's not only and, ineffective;
0: it's impossible for me to measure my own it feet. It is, at this point. and
2: you know, and you don't measure them in, in terms of inches. And there's things that you have to measure besides, you know, front to back. So I always tell women, even if you're planning to order shoes from from our website, we still encourage you to go out and get your foot measured. We encourage people to go to independent shoe stores. You know, we would love for our shoes to be in every single independent shoe store in the country. They're not, but, you know, they're in plenty of them because especially when you're a size and width company, you really want people to try your shoes on. You want them to get the right size and width. So that silver device that Christina mentioned is still the best way <laughs> yeah. to have your foot measured, and it's called a Brannock. And Brannic. a Brannock is still found in every good shoe store, and that is how they will measure your foot. I know that, it, like, if you go to a, a running store there's a, um, electronic yes. version that you can use. It is a very effective thing, because, but it's also very, very expensive. So if you're going to spend, you know, 150, 200 bucks on a pair of running shoes, um, yeah, you want to make sure that they're going to fit right. So when people say, oh, I just bought my tennis shoes, you know, for 1999 at, on clearance at here. <laughs> um, and then say, oh my God, like uh, three days later, my heels are killing me. It's like, oh, you got what you paid for. You know, yeah. so, uh, but for the average person going in and buying shoes that they're going to wear to work or wear out to dinner or wear walking or, you know, walking cradles has some, what I, what we call athletic shoes are not performance shoes. So I wouldn't say go buy them and run a marathon in them, but you can wear them in the gym. They're that athleisure um, thing. Yes, exactly. I call it city sneakers. Um, they look good to walk
0: down a city oh, street, I but that. they're I'm comfortable. I'm going to use that term, Gail. Yeah. City I sneakers. I love city yes, sneakers. They are. I recommend that for a lot of my clients. You got to have a cute pair of city sneakers and they've got a little style to them. We're not worried about how they hold up at, you know, CrossFit. We're looking, looking good and feeling good. Okay. So one problem I know is, is a situation for women is inconsistency in sizing. Because in one shoe, Mm -hmm. I can wear this, especially some of the European brands. It seems like I'll order a shoe that's supposed to be equitable to my size and it's too big. Um, a And if I get cheap shoes, they're too small. So what's up with that? Why, you know, if you've got this brand device, why aren't the shoe manufacturers making all the shoes the same? What goes on there?
2: Well, a lot of the large brands that we're all very familiar with probably are, well, they're manufacturing their shoes in different um, factories. So there's going to be inconsistency among that. Then there's also the fact of if your shoes aren't being tested, even if, we, we manufacture all of our shoes in the same factory in Brazil. But when we introduce a new last, which basically is the mold for a shoe. So it it dictates the, the toe shape and the pitch on the heel. So that mold then is the starting point <coughs> for all these shoes. Even still, we we test our shoes across eight different sizes and widths. Because as the shoes go up or down in size or out in width or narrow there's still human hands working with yeah. the materials. So you want to make sure that as those sizes go up and down and, and in and out, that that consistency is there. And if you're just mass producing these shoes, you know, here's, here's the mold to go from, let's go, there, you, you're probably going to miss some of that consistency. And unfortunately, when you're a large enough company that you've got so many shoes being manufactured – you have to split them up between different factories. And then those different factories might not be adhering to the same standards. And we're talking like differences of 16 to an eighth of an inch. That's how small the difference it makes on your shoes. But Mm kind of like the princess and the pea. Like if you're wearing a sweatshirt that's too big, you're probably not going to notice it. But if it's a shoe, that small difference does make so... uh, That small difference does make a big difference.
1: Well, I had no idea that... There was different manufacturers for one company. That's yeah. A, I, I mean, I mean explains why would a lot. we know? Uh, right? right? But why would we right. know? So this is really great for our community to be educated, that especially- explains yeah. difference in
0: sizing and sometimes even mm-hmm. quality and why something just, mm-hmm. you'll hear people say, well, I've ordered this shoe three times and this time mm-hmm. it's off. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, because a lot of people live by, oh, this is the shoe I've always worn. I'll just order it in the same color and size. But- I Like you, Christine, I didn't realize it could have been made somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. So, you know, we're all about us midlife women here at Midlife Moxie, Lisa. So what are some common foot problems we see in midlife that may be new or surprising and they fall under that? Nobody freaking told me this was going to happen. <laughs> you know, we were all under the impression old ladies had ugly feet and we would never be old and now we're getting old and we're like, what the heck? Something feels oh, different. Girl. So. Let's talk about
1: it. Looking at my toes, I'm like, Woo
2: <laughs> Things are being changing. So what
1: are some common well, problems we see? Well, everything does age
2: on us, unfortunately, and that includes our feet. And, Shut
0: up, Lisa. Um, we don't say things like
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Now, I, I do want to know this too, Lisa. Do they get smaller because the bones start to shrink too? I'm just wondering. That's going to be a hell no. No.
2: No. <laughs> no. Oftentimes, women's feet get bigger. You know, Holy women say that they're Feet, you know, get bigger when they have kids or they get bigger when they get older or they get bigger, you know, they get wider. Um, One of the reasons your foot might get wider is if you wear a lot of flip flops or unconstructed shoes like canvas shoes and um, or like, you know, boots that your foot just basically needs to sit inside of. Because what happens is you've got all these bones and ligaments and tendons in your feet. And there's lots of them. And your feet are, when you walk, you put down about three times your body weight on each Ooh. step. Wow. Yes, ma'am. So it's like you're you're adding this pressure to your feet. And what holds your feet together is, you know, just like our hands and the rest of our body is our skin, which is made up predominantly of water. So if you're putting all this weight on your feet and there's never any structure your foot is going to get wider and, you know, things, those little bones and ligaments and tendons will start separating. So I'm not saying you should never wear flip-flops or never wear canvas shoes, but uh, with any type of shoe, what we like to recommend is that you mix it up. But make sure you're wearing, or more than half the time, probably 75% of the time I'd say, shoes with some structure around the sides because that will keep your feet from that spread, and I my my daughter at age twenty one has already had that happen. She was the queen oh. of the old navy flip flops, and then one day she put on a pair of my shoes, and we always wore the same size. And she's like, "Oh my god, this is so tight in my toes! What, what's wrong?" And I was like, um, "I don't know. You've so been I wearing a, walnut, <laughs> you mean, a non shoe. You've been a non know, shoe. And, and nice here's girl. the thing,
0: guys: There are flip flops and they're flip flops." They're flip-flops that are a piece of rubber strapped to the bottom of your foot, and then they're well made. I have some very yes. well made flip-flops, and they oh, do yes, make are. a difference. So guys, we gotta get a little more serious about this than just, you know, doing what we've always well, done. Well, and is
1: this is this crazy though too, Gail, the three times your body weight on your feet. Just,
0: Christina, I knew I was I over mean, the weight load on my feet, but this <laughs> confirms it. I
1: well, that, it makes sense why, why our feet hurt. Well, you know, she mentioned all these little too. bones. For some yes. reason, when
0: we're growing up, I got like the foot's just a bone. But <laughs> as you age, you start to feel every single one of those little bones. And that's honestly where I've had a lot of pain is coming out of my ankles. Mm-hmm. I was an athlete in my younger life, had a lot of ankle injuries, playing basketball and such. And, girl. The ankles mm. aren't right. Mm. I'm just going to tell you, there's something not right because the top of my foot will hurt. All those little bones. Oh. And they will just, if I roll my feet, they just go brr, 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 pop, pop, pop. <laughs> oh, SMS. see, and my,
1: and my, I'm the other way, Gail. My arch hurts. So, like, I can't wear flat shoes for a very long time. Well, you're not
2: supposed to. We're going to talk about that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, let's start
2: well, going something through else the thing I want to point out, in addition, and I did just look this up, there are 26 bones in your foot. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. 26. 26. And that's a lot of little bones. And that includes tarsals, metatarsals, phalanges, you know, all these different, all these little different things. And, wow. you know, and so, but the other thing as we get older is, and I just find this so funny because as women, I mean, who hasn't said, oh, I wish I could lose fat here. I wish I could lose fat there. Well, guess where we naturally lose fat? On the bottoms of our feet. Well, that's just so, handy, isn't it?
0: That's kind of like I the know. hair thing. You know, this is just this is we're just gaining fat as we're- in our gut and losing on our foot, <laughs> just like we're losing hair on our head that showed up on our chin. <laughs> I mean, what right. the hell? I mean, I'm sorry, but or, this is ridiculous. Or in the middle
1: of your nose. I mean, I have Henrietta. She pops out every now and then, so, you know. <laughs> You're, you and that
0: nose. You and that nose.
1: Okay, well, let's go through the different
0: things. So... One of the things we hear the most, of course, are bunions and hammer toes. Tell us exactly mm-hmm. what those are and what what they might what might be so a symptom of So bunions and those. hammer toes
2: are problems that affect your toes. And so the bunion is what typically pops out on the what we call the knuckle of our big toe, which is on the side of our foot, but it's connected to our big toe. So the reason we get bunions is because that big toe has been shoved inward. So think of yourself in a pointed toe shoe and how sometimes you feel like your toes are all crunched towards the middle. Um, Mm. That happens with a lot of shoes, not just pointed toe shoes, but also shoes that don't have enough room up front, or if you're wearing pointed toe shoes too much, or if you're wearing the wrong size shoe. So the bunion creates a situation where those bones are pushing outward as the actual toe is pushing inward and in order to keep that from happening you need to wear shoes most of the time that have plenty of room in the toe box and as if you if you catch it early enough there are some um you know physical therapy things you can do and little devices you can place between your toes at night to push that big toe back out and basically keep those bones lining up hammer toes <laughs> Hold on second because I think there's a misunderstanding
0: <laughs> about bunions. I think people okay. think a bunion is a growth on the side of your foot, and it's actually a misplacement of the joint. Am I
2: correct on that? I, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not I've i been watching a that show where them, they do surgery also... on
0: people's feet. So, you know, I, 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 oh, I slept at yeah. a certain hotel, and now I'm a, you know, a podiatrist. Just kidding. But no, really, <laughs> when they... I always thought it was just this growth, you know, and women, you know, you see them trying to sand off their bunion. You're like, no, you don't sand off your bunion. It's bony. And it's like you said, that toe gets shifted and the whole joint kind of swings outward. And now the whole foot's misaligned. So it's more than just, this is making my foot wider. This is a a serious problem.
2: Right. And it's, you know, like when people like their knuckles get bigger. I mean, I think there is some extra growth onto that bone as it gets pushed Mm -hmm out of the place where it belongs and it often does end up in, in resulting in needing to have a a surgery. surgery, And some of it's, you know, I, I, I've heard that some, but you know, people that are prone to bunions, it's more of a, it's more of a hereditary thing. It's kind of like arthritis, you know, people get arthritic hands. I think there is some of that, but I also know that some of this is, encouraged or worsened by the type of shoes that you wear. Thanks, mom. I always
0: wanted to inherit a bunion. You know, I can see women across America saying that. But now let me tell you, I've watched that surgery on TV several times because I'm not that girl that's grossed out by that stuff. I watch it all. And Mm -mm. my husband's over there just flipping off the couch. It does not look fun. And a friend Mm -mm. of mine, I remember her having it, and she had both feet done at the same time. Yes,
1: I had a friend Uh too. Oh,
0: my Oh, my. Yeah, it does not not look. an
2: easy recovery.
0: They're in there yeah. shaving that bone, mm-hmm. breaking it, inserting, putting rods and stuff. I'm like, okay. Yep. That's well, what not they're worth doing there. Is they're trying shoe. to
2: realign that big toe, too, Whew. back where it was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, just we need <sighs> to get the right shoes. Okay, hammer mm-hmm. toes. I don't really understand what a hammer toe is.
1: Okay, every time you say hammer toes, hold on, Lisa, I think of <laughs> Boomerang, the movie, okay? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, The Eddie Murphy Boomerang movie, he pulls, <laughs> he pulls her sheet, the sheet over mm-hmm. her toes to see her toes, and he's like, oh, and then they ask later on, the guys are walking with him and, well, what happened to her? She's beautiful. Oh, no, she had hammer toes,
0: oh. <laughs> What are what exactly is a hammer toe? Help me to understand.
2: Uh, well, the thing is that it's it's kind of like hammer toe. Again, I I always want to preface this that you know there there could be some physiological things that you you can't avoid with things like bunions and hammer toes. But hammer toes is basically it's almost it's more of a muscular thing in that like you're training the muscles of your toes to overlap, because they don't have room inside the shoe. So like, if you picture like a toe going over the top of another toe, and if, if you keep training it to do that, so it fits in the shoe, right, it's, that's where it's going to go. Like you're training that muscle to, to go on top of that foot on top of your the next toe.
1: So that's, that's, that's so interesting. Okay, so you're training your toes to kind of scrunch together and overlap. It, okay, we got to have our... to just
0: stop on that yeah. one. If you are wait, Ranger <laughs> even thinks this is bad. If you're wearing a shoe that requires your toes go? cross one another, I feel I... confident in saying this is the wrong shoe. Wrong size, wrong yeah. shoe, wrong day, like, wrong life. So.
1: I mean, this is this is where people cut off pinky toes so that they can fit. Do people into do shoe. this? Do they cross I, do they I, wear a shoe with their
0: toes crossing? Okay, I've not done that. I'm I'm gonna I am i am going i do not know. <laughs> wow. I don't know about that okay, either. If this is happening, ladies and gentlemen, just stop it. Just stop it right now. We can we can help that one a little okay. bit. Okay, what about um, heel pain? I hear a lot of people talk about heel pain. Yeah,
2: so I think Christina kind of touched on this a little bit ago in that um, flats can commonly be known as heel pain causers because, remember, I said that as you get older, you lose the fat, which is your natural cushioning on the bottom of your foot. And if you're wearing a shoe that really has no shock absorption – and it's completely flat, um, that heel is gonna really bear the brunt of the the impact and it could create like Achilles tendon issues because yes. you know the, so um and then it also goes the other direction, like into your um where your arch is because that that heel is just really taking a beating. So as a result, then people get uh, plantar fasciitis or other types of heel pain. And that those kind of things, um, if, you, if you know early enough that you sh- like if you're going to if you love a good ballerina flat that's got no cushioning, you know, wear it once a week or wear it to a party or wear it, you know, if you're going to be sitting down a lot. But just make sure that most of the time when you're walking, you've got a little bit of an elevation on your foot and it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, scant of an inch is even enough, but make sure that there is some sort of shock absorption in those shoes. Whether you have to put in your own insert that you buy at, you know, uh, a big box store like Target, or you go to a, a Walgreens, or if you go to a specialty foot store, there, there are shoe inserts that you can put into shoes. So if you got something that really you pull out that insert and it's just like a little pancake, um, you probably are going to experience some heel pain over time if you continue wearing those and not offset them with a shoe with some shock absorption and a little bit of lift to your heel.
1: Well, now, okay, so you're talking about inserts, which I I absolutely love a good insert into a shoe. If we do the insert, should we remeasure our feet so that way we can, you know, adjust our shoe size because I've found that wearing my normal shoe size with an insert I get a little tight in the toe. Um so would you suggest that for people?
2: You know, that's a good question. We typically don't. I mean, our shoes though, you know, walking cradle shoes are designed to accommodate mm-hmm. inserts. Um a lot of shoes probably wouldn't be. I'm never one to suggest that people go up a size just because I feel like that Right there is one of the the problems originally. So there's probably certain shoes that just aren't going to accommodate an insert
0: because it's um, not. So those would be the shoes. It's that you really wear not in any better free-
2: for your okay. foot to be sliding around than it is to be too no. tight, right? Oh yeah, because then you'll get blisters, and you you tend if your sh- if your shoe is too big, you tend to scrunch those toe muscles to hold your foot in your shoe, and then again you're creating issues with your toes. So, mm
0: -hmm. yeah, that's, that's crazy. We're learning so Mm -hmm. much here, but we need to take a short break and let you hear from the people who make our show possible. So we'll be right back.
1: Hi friends, let me tell you about Viome, a full body intelligence test, the most advanced holistic health test currently available to consumers and first of its kind to analyze three key areas of your health as a whole, gut microbiome, oral microbiome, and cells to give you a holistic view of the functions in your body to keep you healthy. This test offers deep insight into the inner workings of your body in order to provide the most comprehensive interpretation of what your body needs when it comes to food and supplements. And here is where you can find it. www.viome.com slash products slash full body intelligence and receive your $50 off savings by entering in promo code MOXIE50. If you're struggling with occasional bloating, poor digestion, low energy, fatigue, feelings of anxiousness, brain fog, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, bad breath or poor dental health, you'll want to check it out today. So go and get your Viome at Viome.com Moxie 50.
0: If you walked around on pool decks and in the sand all summer, wearing those cute little sandals and going barefoot, then your feet may look like mine and they may need a little love and care. In comes Sandbar Hand Care. This is a special foot file that will get rid of those calluses on those feet and leave them feeling smooth. So if you're crawling into bed at night and the heels of those feet are catching on the sheets... Go order yours now. This metal file gently buffs away that dead skin. It removes just enough to really make a difference but not leave your feet sore. And it even comes with a salve to apply after you've gotten rid of that dead skin. I am already thinking of who I'm getting this for Christmas. They sent us one to try and I fell in love immediately. And mine's even pink. How could you go wrong here? So, ladies, head over to Sand. Barhandcare.com. That's sandbarhandcare.com. And use the code MOXIE15 and you'll get a discount on your order and all those gifts that you pick up for the holidays. Now back to the show. Well, hey guys, welcome back. We are here with Lisa. Lauriette Smith. She is the Director of Marketing and Creative Development for Walking Cradle Shoes. We call her our resident shoe expert. We're learning so much about feet and shoes and shoe fit. And, you know, Lisa, one of the things that you brought up, you've said it a few times that I think is going to shock a lot of people, is flat's not really great. And I think a lot of women, as their feet begin to hurt, and as they get older, they go flatter and flatter, and they think that's the answer. So let's talk about that a little bit, why that is not the
2: answer. Well, it, it, you know, for the the reasons we talked earlier about how your if your foot doesn't have some padding between it and the ground or the surface you're walking on, it's that impact is really going to overall start hurting these these muscles because they're just being impacted. But the other thing from wearing completely flat shoes is it misaligns our pelvis because our heels oh. are going too low on the ground and... Sometimes people say, "God, my lower back is killing me." Well, it could very well be attributed to the shoes you're wearing. So we okay, think a lot of times people <laughs> think
0: wearing high heels makes their back hurt, but wearing too yeah. flat of a shoe can make your back hurt.
2: Yeah, yeah. holy yeah. moly, same, same problem. Yeah, if you just you know, podiatrists recommend wearing something in between like a one and a two inch heel on on average. Like if you're going to be wearing shoes and Walking a lot or standing a lot, somewhere between a one and a two inch heel is your best bet. And I know, Gail, you talked earlier about something you'd wear when you were sitting down. Those are the, we call those cab to table shoes. You know, you look, yes, <laughs> yes. beautiful, yes. jumping out of the cab, yes. running into the restaurant, let everybody see your pretty high heeled shoes, and then you're going to sit shoe. the rest of the night. Yes. And that's fine. But, you know, if you do that, then the next day you should probably, like, opt for, like, one of your really good tennis shoes to give your back a break, to give your knees a break, to give your Achilles tendons a break, to give your toes a break. Um, but the same and thing you is know, kinda, let rats. me ask
0: you this when we were talking about heels, because I've noticed my feet have changed over the years. I used to wear heels a lot. And I could wear... I mean, if it was a moderate heel, I was good. And over time, as I wore them less and less, it became more of a problem to wear them. So it's like my feet adjusted to, and then when I put them back on, like this weekend, I wore higher heel than I've worn in a while. And my ankles were like freaking killing me. It's like they weren't stretched out for that. It wasn't even the bottom. Everybody thinks, oh, the, the ball of your foot's going to hurt from you staying on. It wasn't that. My ankles felt like and I noticed it all the way at my knee. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I, I was In almost unable to straighten out quite right. And I'm like, okay, I should have obviously done some training to wear these shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> if, you know, is there something to that, that you, what
2: you're used to doing, you should kind of stay within that range? Well, if you think about it, you are using different muscles than you normally use if you're, if you're putting on a heel that has a pitch. So like from your ankle to the ball of your foot, if the pitch is drastically different than what your body's used to, you're going to be using different calf muscles. You know, the muscles that go around your ankles to help support your balance are being affected. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're used to wearing like a one or two inch heel, and then you put on a three and a half inch heel for the night and it, it's a pretty high pitch. Yeah, you're going to notice it the next day. You know, you might even, I mean, I've had nights where I woke up with Charlie horses after wearing really high heels after not wearing them for a while. Because yeah. those muscles in the backs of my calves were stretched so much during that time that they, you know, then I take the shoes off and they're kind of like going, wait, what's going on here? What I are you doing to me? you think you can't wait to take your shoes off? But when you take them off
0: and try to put your foot down flat, mm -hmm. that hurts a little bit. You're like, ouch, I got to reacclimate back to that. I wore a pair of shoes. This was a few months ago. And I had, again, not worn heels in a while. And I put on this pair of shoes that I had found to be pretty comfortable in the past. Worn them a lot to weddings and such. Um, I went to a play and an opening night event after... And I thought I might have to crawl back to my hotel room. I was literally almost crying on the streets of Atlanta, Georgia. I thought my husband, I'm like,
1: I mean,
0: I was being so whiny. And I thought I'm going to burn these shoes when I get back. But that was a pair I used to could wear, but I hadn't done it in a while. So dang, that's kind of frustrating.
2: Yeah. You know, the other thing I like to point out too about heels, because I... I'm five four. My husband is six three. So when we go out, oh my, I do like to wear, you know, a higher heel so that my head's not in his armpit. And um, uh, Christina can are relate great to this.
0: That.
2: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I like wearing platforms because if I'm wearing a three and a half inch heel, but it's got a half inch or three quarter mm-hmm. inch platform, mm-hmm. it still looks like a high heel but it doesn't have as deep of a pitch. Yeah. So that might be something for people, you know, you ladies out there like me, and sounds like Christina, who like to put on a high heel. You know, if the pitch isn't so great, uh, you're and just
0: going to get our listeners, that look. I mean, we can see your hands, Maybe explain what pitch is to our <laughs>
2: listeners. Okay. So the pitch is from if you're standing in a high heel, where your heel is versus where the ball of your foot is. So if it is a drastic pitch, you're going to be putting a lot of pressure on those little bones and tendons in your arch and also in the like heel, the heel area. And then all the way up the back of your your you know legs into your calf. And but if there is a platform, so there's a little bit of a platform on the front part of your shoe where your ball of your foot hits offset by the higher heel. It's less of a pitch, even though visually you still got this beautiful high heel shoe on. Yeah. The platform offsets the pitch.
0: And those yeah. are creating the rage right now. I mean, mm-hmm. they yeah. were in
2: a few years ago, but they
0: have circled back with a yeah. vengeance. I yeah. mean, those runways were stacked up, and I am here for it. You know, we even went through, we still see them around platforms, which don't have mm-hmm. really a pitch. But it gives you mm-hmm. height, and I thought, well, someone was genius when they came up with that one.
1: Okay, but that that really messes with my ankles. I, just the the straight—is that what you're talking about? The straight ones that just are one one level, but they're high. No, my ankle hates them, and then I'm like, yeah. ah! you gotta and get I'll one that has a little over. rock to it. I, you know, here's <laughs> the thing, too.
0: I think Lisa will agree with this. All heels are not created equally. No, no, right. exactly. exactly. Okay, so funny story, you know, some are real like the sole and all that part of the shoe is really formed and really almost has a rocking motion when you walk Mm -hmm. because it's solid, you know, like a clog or something. Well, I had these really high heels and they were one of these very molded, but they were great to walk in. But when night I went with some friends and I had a margarita and I can't drink much alcohol. I just cannot. I am a lightweight. But I went to go to the restroom and it was so funny because I only squat on public toilets. But I squat down. And the rock of those shoes, I started to roll forward and my head is (laughs) bumping into the door of the stall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall out the door of this stall because my shoes just (laughs) rocked me forward. And it was one of those moments you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do, laugh or cry. This is so, those can be good, but they do have issues. So let's kind of talk about because I don't know how to explain this, Lisa. I feel like some shoes, the pitch goes, at a very good angle and some of them like some of them feel like they're just a straight angle down from your heel and you're going to constantly be sliding towards the toe Mm -hmm. box but some like come up and then have a little like almost a shelf for the heel so the heel can have a chance to stay
2: in place and not just always be what what's that about you know, I, I'm i going to say I'm not terribly educated on that because with us, we do not create shoes that are that great of a pitch that we have to concern ourselves with creating a shelf mm-hmm. for the heel. Um, nor do we have them at such a pitch that the feet go forward too much while wearing them. And I think it just goes back to you want your foot to be able to be in a shape that's natural so like naturally our our foot has a beautiful little curve to it you know the heels a mm-hmm. little higher toes a little lower and um you know i think that that is always a good rule of thumb with any shoes if if your foot is 100 percent flat you're putting strain on everything if your foot is at too great of a pitch or you know no pitch i mean you know a great pitch is what I meant to say. Um, it's it's going to put strain on everything. It's like if you sit and you like just kind of like curl your toes back. Your toes are going to go forward, straight forward from the ball of your foot. But if it gets to the point where your toes are almost bent backwards because it's such a great pitch, if you sit there and do it while we're while we're talking, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it automatically if your toes are push too far forward like they would in a the pitch of a really high heel shoe. you're gonna automatically feel those little muscles in your arch tightening up. You're gonna feel your calf tightening up and I'm doing it right now and like if my toes stayed in this position for very long I'm gonna start my toes are gonna start going numb because they're not supposed to be pushed that far up when I'm like bending my foot. So where your foot naturally bends, you can see that it could accommodate putting a heel on. But how high of a heel? And that's, that's a lot of times the problems. And I know a lot of our mothers have talked about how they wore these high heels mm-hmm. when they were younger. And they all have terrible feet now. And I think a lot of it was because of that. They really did sacrifice their foot health because I don't think enough attention had been paid to it before. And now that there are companies like Walking Cradles out there really studying this. Like our designer, I mean, if you watch her in her office... Once she designs the way that, that the shoe looks, it doesn't do anything until she figures out how it's going to work as far as comfort level on the foot. And she'll tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until it's in a manner that looks nice, but yet women aren't going to be kicking their shoes off after an hour saying these these shoes kill me.
0: Well, you know, Lisa, and that's too- important there are sexy shoes that aren't super high heels nowadays. And I love that, that we've kind of got out of that idea of the only stylish, the only sexy, the only dressy shoe is a high heel because right, right, right. y'all, they come in all heights. And if you're not a shopper, I think sometimes this happens to women. They get, um, they get to a place where they kind of just give up on things. Y'all there's the shoes are out there. They are out there. Walking cradles is one of the places to start. There's, Other brands that are catching on. And also there'll be some brands that work better for you. Like my husband is Mm -hmm. a runner and he is a wide foot. Hoka is his brand. They make wider shoes, big toe box. Um, When he's hiking, there are certain shoes that he's like, Christine, he's got the Barney Rubble foot and he needs that big toe box. (laughs) And so knowing your feet and knowing which brands are going to be best for you is super important because they aren't all the same. Um, One thing I do love, I did not know this. I did not know that there were boutique shoe companies like Walking Cradles where you could actually call and talk to someone at the company. I did not know that.
1: Which is great. This is new. This is great because how many times do we, like we were saying earlier, we go into the self-serve box stores and we can't talk to anybody because they're not educated in shoes. And at least we could find somebody that could help us and- you know, point us in the right direction. So I, I really like that about walking cradles. And I have to say this too, Gail, is like I really, and, and Lisa to you guys too, I really love the style of walking cradles. Like I really love that it's fun and it's flirty and it's not like, you know, like an old lady shoe. It's, and it's super comfortable. Like I love the technology and can we talk a little bit about that? The the the, the pillow pillow pads oh, yeah. that are in there because I pillow pads I, I, all I the love time. the pillow
0: I <laughs> do but those little pillows yeah. and I, even I, I, because I got a different shoe than you you got like a city sneaker. Yeah. I got a ballet yeah. flat that has a little bit I'm gonna call it an yeah. acorn shaped toe. It's not super pointy. Mm-hmm. It's enough to give mm-hmm. you that style that peeks out underneath the trouser which is Something then consider ladies, this, when we get into the style, certain shoes work with certain pants. And I got silver, one of my favorite colors, but she's right. Even their flats had, it mm-hmm. has like a little quarter inch heel. So it's not super flat, but it does have those pillows, Christina. Pillows, pillows. Yeah, I'm telling constructions, you. everything. Tell us about those pillows.
2: So that is the one thing outside of all the sizes and widths, which we've already talked about. But the really signature thing about walking cradles are our tiny pillows. And what they are is exactly what they sound like. They're little tiny pillows (laughs) of comfort that are in the insoles put in every single pair of walking cradles. Now, there's different, you know, different types of tiny pillows that go in the shoes because of the different styles of shoes. So, you know, the athletic pair that Christina has is going to be much more cushiony, have a lot more going on with it but our dress shoes also have the tiny pillows which is one of the reasons i think our dress shoes and pumps are really gaining popularity throughout the the you know industry among customers is because these tiny pillows go back to having a little bit of cushioning so these are just little little bumps basically and they create a little bit of airflow so like when you, you know, when you're walking you know after you take a step your foot lifts up It creates a little bit of movement of air through your foot. Now you don't hear it. It's not like your shoes are farting or anything like that. Because (laughs) I've had shoes like that. It's not like a bunch of air going through it. But it just like, but it creates a little massaging effect when you're walking. Yes, that's what
0: I was going to say because it's not that flat, slick insole where your foot's just sliding around. They almost hold your foot in place a little bit, and and you feel like it's getting rubbed a little bit, kind of like when you walk on something that is. A soft but knobby surface, if I could, right? Something like that. And a
2: lot of them are made out of this uh, suede microfiber material, so it's a fabric. Because a lot of people like wearing, you know, their shoes without any socks. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right. I, mean, I know I have had shoes on with, where my feet are sweating because I've got like this, you know, uh, I don't know, like a almost vinylish kind of insole. So my feet are sweating. So a lot of our shoes are made with this, like, fabric, and it's very soft, so it feels good. But if you wanted to throw a sock on, it's still comfortable. So it gives you that option. And then also, most of our shoes, they're removable, so they're created if you want to put an insert in. Um, But then I I really am very proud of the fact that, you know, our designer— what we do is we'll do surveys throughout the year with our our newsletter list and we'll ask women what they're looking for in a shoe. What are you not finding in walking cradles? What are you wanting? And so we created this this line called the Metro Collection. And the Metro Collection really like what was amazing to us was women started responding to us saying, Oh my God, these are the only shoes I can wear that my heel doesn't hurt. Why am I why am I not having heel pain? Mm. And I think it goes back again to that slight little like, you know, little less Lift, than one inch yeah. heel nice cushioning. And the thing that we put into our shoes, which this is a marketing thing that so many people don't understand. We're using dual density foam. And what that means is it's double density. So it feels good, but it also bounces back. And memory foam has been very popular in shoes, but memory foam is exactly what it says it is. It remembers, it remembers the pressure points and that's where it breaks down first. Mm -hmm. So when you first, on a pair of shoes with memory foam or you stick your finger in at the store and it's like oh that feels so good it does but it's going to break down and it's going to break down much faster and then the exact areas that you need the most cushioning are the ones where the cushion is already broke down and then so we took that aspect when we did the metro plus collection because women said this is great but i would like some more arch support i would like these to be a little cushionier I would like a little more heel cupping. So we created yet another insole that, of course, includes tiny pillows, but added even more cushioning, a little higher arch support, and a heel cup. And we added in another strike-resistant heel pad to absorb a lot of that shock absorption because the Metro Plus collection is more of our athleisure. So, you know, women are wearing these at the gym. They're wearing them, you know, if they're walkers, walking their dogs um not running marathons i always i
1: always <laughs> more that i tell well, people and, that and, they're not and choosing I ha- that i have to say this because i'm i'm looking at these super cute you guys these are super cute shoes like and there's mine mine are the metro collection um but they are so cute they have these cute little sandal ones too i really like them they remind me of like an old school chancla. Like I love it. It's super cute. Oh my gosh. Like so I'm so excited. <laughs> well, you know,
2: one of the things I I take a lot of pride in because I work with Jamie, our designer, on a daily basis. And um she she's a female. Mm. She's designing shoes for women. Um a lot of shoes are not designed by women. And it's like really hey. Who knows better than a woman what a woman's looking for? So we like to to embrace the trends, but we're not always going to wear the trends that we're seeing exactly in the high fashion magazines, but they are going to shape our personal style. Mm -hmm. And we want that, and we want it in our clothing, but we also want it in our shoes. And so what I love about Jamie is she shops all the upcoming trends and she sees what's going to be considered high fashion. And then she adapts it into wearable shoes for women who want to wear their shoes all day and not be like, oh, well, this would look cute for 30 minutes, but then I'm going to have to change my shoes. So I really think she has done a fabulous job of creating very stylish shoes that are the shoes that you're not going to be kicking off. I've had women say, gosh, I was home for three hours I made dinner, I was doing the dishes, I did this or that, and then suddenly I realized I still had my shoes on. And that's like the greatest story ever to hear women it say sure that. Is. They forget yeah. that they've got their shoes on. Yeah. These are if cute. You don't want to just take them
0: off instantly.
2: So right. any
0: tips, trends, things we're seeing in shoes, anything you wanna talk about, maybe, you know, if your foot is a little thinner, these these types of styles are gonna work with your You know, better if they're a little wider. What you might be looking for as far as Mary Janes and straps and like, I know for me, I am not good with a back strap. I'm my heel. I just flop up and down, and I don't have narrow feet per se. But for some reason, so who's going to be best in what? Give us a little bit of a few tips to look for based on
2: who we are. Okay. Yeah, there are several things that we hear about a lot. Now, first of all, let's talk about. Pumps. Mm. So pumps sometimes are misunderstood for what actually a pump is because I used to think that a pump was just a high heeled shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a pump really means is a consistent top line. So it means that it, it it it's like an unbroken circle around the top of that shoe, and there's no adjustability to it. So a pump can be a flat shoe. A pump can be a one inch heel, a two inch heel, a three inch heel. Um, it can be, you know, a pointed toe, a rounded toe, but it's a closed toe and it's a closed heel and it's got a, a you know, uh, consistent top line. So what happens with pumps, because there's no adjustability, if you ha- tend to have a slightly wider Me. toe box area, you're going to slip in pumps. Your heels mm-hmm. are going to slip. And so a lot of times women are like, oh, these don't fit um, if, because there's no adjustability, you can't tighten it or loosen it. So they might go up a half size. Well, then their heel slipping, or if they go down half size and their toes hurt, um, there are these beautiful things. I'm just telling everybody this because I've experienced this so many times called heel inserts. And you can buy these at Target, CVS, Walgreens, shoe stores, and they come, in, they're, they come in gel form. They come in foam form. And they're just these little strips that have adhesive on them that slip inside the heel of your shoe yeah. and adhere to it. And it takes up just that little bit of space that might be happening because the forefront of your foot is a little wider than the back. That's and mm-hmm. that helps so much. And so many women have really, really, like, you know, it's, it's a game changer. And they're not expensive. They're only like three or four bucks a pair. So if you experience that with, with pumps because you can't adjust them, then yes. Um Now, going on to further comment on that with regard to Mary Janes, like Gail mentioned, a lot of women don't like the fact that they might still just walk out of their shoes like they do with pumps. They feel like it's hard to keep them on their feet. And I feel and like so the Mary Jane's, have to fight it the
0: more fatigued my foot is at the end of the day. Well, yeah, because you're
2: working so hard to keep your (laughs) shoes on your feet. It's a disaster. (laughs) And Mary Janes are coming back in style. Yeah. Jamie's, uh, she's designing our Fall 23 line right now, and there's a lot of Mary Janes in it of different, you know, like skinnier straps and thicker straps. But Mary Janes just, in addition to being cute, they help hold that shoe on your foot because they're all of a sudden, now you've got something adjustable That is going over the middle part of your foot that is exposed, typically in a pump, and it helps keep your shoe on your foot. I mean, look at when you're on an airplane. A lot of times, look at the flight attendants. The female flight attendants wear a lot of Mary Janes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. They sure do keep their shoes on their feet, and yeah, it's not as hard to walk in them.
1: Well, I have a problem. Um, I have the first problem where my my feet are wider in the toe, but I have this narrow. Heel, and so even wearing flats is just—it's not even an option sometimes because they just flip off or they rub so much. And I don't even want to have to bother with those little inserts. I'm like, forget it. I'm just not going to wear them. So I just typically won't, um, unless it's like a tennis shoe, you know. But
2: well, and you know, nobody loves having blisters on their heels. Mm -hmm. Think about you know, you know, who hasn't had that happen, and they're painful. And they're irritating as they're healing because you're constantly you know, re-irritating them unless you're wearing an open-back shoe while you're trying to let those blisters on your heel. Um, heal. <laughs> but something that a lot of women love and they look for is completely adjustable shoes. So if you've got a shoe that has some adjustability in the heel and the forefront and over the top, um, a lot of women are really appreciating those shoes for the shoe that they wear the majority of the time. And those don't have to be ugly orthopedic shoes. And that's another thing that I think Jamie has done a great job of is she finds discrete ways to put goring in our shoes or, you know, hidden velcro or making a, a strap look attractive while it's still functional. And that helps a lot of women because you know if you do have a wider forefront or you do have, you know, a narrower heel um, or just any any other Fit issues, you know, having adjustability in your shoes, and you know, when we think of adjustable shoes, we t- typically think of our sh- tennis shoes that tie.
1: Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm.
2: there, there are many clever ways to add adjustability into shoes, and uh, I think a lot of that is, is has been found with walking cradle shoes, and we continue to look for clever ways to put adjustability into shoes.
0: I love an so ankle great. strap.
2: I'm not gonna lie. I am.
0: Christine will <laughs> tell you if it's got an ankle <laughs> strap, it's probably going yeah. home one way or another. And <laughs> I know I had some that had like, it was an ankle strap, but it was Velcro. So it was very mm-hmm. easy to make an adjustment, especially if like you were flying and your feet began to swell. But just having that ankle strap on there, holding them on and a cute detail, cause I love a the detail. They're just my go-to. I mean, I've got, if you go up there to my closet, you're going to say, girl has some kind of problem with ankle straps. It's one of these shoes having an ankle strap. And <laughs> um, it just, I just really like them. Now, one last thing I want to ask you about is fabric versus leather versus other. What, what are really the, because I'm a leather girl. Like I don't like faux leather shoes. Leather. I don't like faux suede because I do feel like a leather breeze and it, you know, adjusts your foot, but it, are some fabrics okay. Or some not. I always feel like, like, you know, shoes that like flats that are made out of fabric that were, had this, um. Uh, like squeezability to them, I guess, Elastis, elasticity, elasticity <laughs> to them, I guess, is Sque- the
1: word. Squeezability. It always felt like it. People mm-hmm. like, "Oh,
0: that's gonna just fit right on your foot." No, it squeezed my toe. No matter how big they were, I hated that feeling. <laughs> so, what, what, what kind of construction should we look for as far as the, um, the what do you call it? The
2: textiles, type used. of
1: fabric. Mm-hmm.
2: What's gonna be? I our mean, best? we tend to be. Uh, we still believe in, you know, that leather shoes, suede, nubucks, the the actual, you know, real thing create some of the best quality yeah. shoes. I know there's people out there that for their, you know, their own personal reasons prefer not to have leather. They would prefer a faux leather or a synthetic and that's that's fine. We do have a few synthetic shoes, but we tend to like the leather because the leather does mold to your foot. Now, this is different than... Oh, it'll stretch to fit because stretching to fit is not the way it should be if a shoe if you put a shoe on right out of the box and it does not feel good, yeah. It's probably never going to feel good. <laughs> um, you know, patent leather is much less forgiving just because of the way it's finished, but we have a few shoes right now that are what we, it's a tumbled patent leather and surprisingly, they're very soft because they've been tumbled so that that hardness has been taken away. So I always say if you get like a really high, shiny patent leather, there's not going to be any give. Yeah, they know yeah that, that was it. That's those, those boots
0: like. I wore this week. <laughs> that going
1: in. I wore those oh, boots this no. weekend,
2: and they oh, were patent, no. and
0: they did not give at all.
1: I don't like yeah. a patent leather. I just think it reminds me of when I was little. I don't know. Yeah. I just...
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, some people don't like it. Some people do. You know, we kind of see it come and go
1: as yeah. trends. Yeah. So... It's kinda of hot um, right now, they, but especially you know, in white. It's those,
2: kind of a thing.
1: Well they have those they have those new the that new plasticky looking kind of shoe too, which is not breathable, not fun. I have a pair and I'm like, why did I buy these? This is so stupid. <laughs> Your stylist my, did
0: not get those for you. I know. <laughs> I know. She should call her stylist before she makes any purchases. Sometimes she is <laughs> exactly. carried away. This reminds me of those. Remember those jelly shoes that were popular for a while? Oh, I, loved, oh, gosh, I yeah. love
1: a pair of jellies. Oh, the
0: grossness of that sweating and shoes, sweat yeah. and that sweat. gummy buildup, yeah, gross. So let's just. Eh. I want to cover yeah. a few things about shoe care, and then we're going to wrap it up because a couple of things I noticed with women, like you know when you wear a heel and you uh, you've got the open toe and your feet you know do produce a little grunge and that will build up ladies you need to wipe that off just get a cloth and some (laughs) cleanser and wipe that off that is gross and nasty um so that's my big shoe care tip of the day lisa what do you have how do we take (laughs) care of our shoes should we be putting those blocking uh, well, devices in
2: them, airing them out? What do we need to do? Rotate them for sure. Uh, airing them out is always a good thing. If they if they have removable insoles, um, you know, take them out every now and then. Um, stick a dryer sheet in them now and then. That mm. that always kind of like gives them a little freshening. Um, you know, if you if you lace your shoes and and let them go, and you can able, you know, you're able to slip them on. I know some of our lace up boots have zippers. Um, You know, if they don't have zippers and it's just a constant lace, you might want to occasionally like loosen them up and give them some air. If you have white soled shoes, um, a magic eraser is your best friend. Yes. Yes. They do miraculously. Uh, We've had so many women say, oh, I love your white soled shoes, but I can never keep them clean and there's no way to get them clean again. And there is magic erasers. Those do beautifully. Um, If you get a pair of suede or nubuck shoes, Always treat them with a with a spray. Always, always, always. And then, um, because they they have a nap to them, they're a, they're a brushed leather. So the 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 nap is going to absorb the moisture. You're talking and ruin about a water repellent spray. Finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it. Yeah, it's a water repellent suede nubuck. Um, and it, you know, again, you can find it Target. Uh, CVS I used to put that and that on shoe stores. My store. little
0: son's shoes when he wore the little suede yeah. new bugs. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a thing.
2: Yeah, so that's still always a good thing. And then you know if you put a pair of shoes away, you know for six months or so, and you get them back out, just give them a nice spraying. Spray them a couple times, and they're good to go. Um, and then with leather, you know, get yourself a good leather conditioner, and you know, clean your 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 leather shoes because. Just like our skin. I mean, this is this was, this was is a skin, and it dries out. And, and it cracks. Um, you, yeah, you preserve the life of your shoes by just, you know, rubbing some leather conditioner into them. You know, we and used then.
0: to really take and care of our shoes.
2: A- we polished them.
0: We treated <laughs> them like. And my mm-hmm. husband's a little yeah. old school. Like, my husband loves his clothes, nicely pressed, and he likes his shoes clean and shined. And even shoes yeah. that should be that don't really have that look. Sometimes I'm like, honey, those are supposed to look a little worn. He's in there polishing <laughs> them up, or he's he does these things. He puts that leather conditioner on. Um, he's got yeah. those Anthony Bourdain travel. I boots. like your husband. <laughs> he, yeah, he he's a keeper. I don't think I'm going to have him around. But I see him in there rubbing those down and cleaning them up, and he really his shoes last him a long time. And I'm over here, right? And I'm just not going to talk about it. <laughs> Matter mess. I'm, you know, going somewhere and trying to get the mud off the heel from the last time I wore them, that kind of thing. Y'all, that's terrible. Do <laughs> not go anywhere with mud on the heels of your <laughs> shoes. That's awful. And if those shoes got ground up in some gravel, those heels, you either take them to your shoe person or you trash them. And, oh, y'all,
1: there are that shoe is people. Such a
0: big, yeah. I a had some thing. shoes worked on lately, and these people saved a couple of my favorite pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I could not believe that they could do anything. Cause I even, I took them in to have heel taps replaced and they're like, well, we can actually do something to this little toe here. And I'm like, you can. Yes. And yes. It looked amazing. So yes.
1: find I yourself love a, a good cobbler. cobbler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like cobbler. Absolutely. All kinds That's of really cobbler. Advice. I like shoe yeah. cobblers, blackberry <laughs> cobbler, strawberry <laughs> cobbler. I'm
2: hopeless. Well, gosh, I, I, Lisa. I just
1: love it. I love it. This is so, so many brave. pages of
2: notes here.
1: I know. On shoes, I, if you could imagine. I have one
2: thing I want to say. I want to add one thing in because this is something that resonates with women I found. And this is just from talking to women. When I talk about your shoe size and your width, can I just say a little bit about the importance of Green both? Girl. So So, um, you know, we all mostly know what size shoe we wear. Maybe we don't. Maybe we need to go get our foot measured. So I'm already going to say if you haven't had it done in the last couple of years, go get that done. Um but once you know your size, the width is equally as important. And we've found women so many times, I'll say what size shoe do you wear? And they'll say a nine. I'm like, a nine what? Oh no, nine regular. Um, and they're thinking it's a nine medium. And so once we measure them, many times they actually are like an eight wide. But they're wearing the nine medium because they don't think about the width being an option. They just automatically go up a number size. So what I like to tell women to do is visualize this. We're going to talk about bras for a second, and then you're going to apply what I say about the bras to your feet and your shoes. So you say, okay, I wear a size 38 bra. Okay. Does it stop there? I mean, if it did imagine some things that could happen. If you are a 38 (laughs) B and you're putting on a 38 double D, you're going to have enough room in there to store everything from your purse. But if you wear a 38 D and you put on a 38B, those babies are popping out all over the that's place. That's right. And that's what's happening with your feet. So it's just <laughs> as important that you know the width of your shoe so that you're not squishing out of them or that they're too long because they should be a little wider or they're too tight because the width has everything to do with them fitting right. So those, for women who are fortunate enough to have a medium-width shoe – the, the, the industry caters to that, so it's easier for you to find the shoes. But for those women who have a narrow or a wide or a wide wide, there aren't as many brands making yeah. shoes for you, but there are brands out there that are. And when you put the right size and width on your foot, it will be life-changing. So that, that is what Walking Cradle's mission is, is to educate women on the importance of wearing the proper size and width. I love it. I love it. Because we really have been, I feel like
0: in the old days, we talked more about that. And then we got into this fast fashion, self-fitting. And what I'm hearing you say, too, is like we just had some bra specialists on our show. And what I'm hearing you say is something similar to what they said. The Mm -hmm. industries have convinced us by offering truncated sizing that this is what's available and this is what you should wear and you just make this work rather than consumers demanding, no, we need wide shoes. We need, you know, J-Cup bras. We need, and they explain that a lot of women are wearing their own size bra because it simply was not available in the store they were shopping at. And we really do need to, I know we get into these big box stores and these chains, but y'all, Small boutiques can be your best friend, especially if you have sizing issues. These people will take the time to listen to you, whether it's clothing, shoes, undergarments, to, to get with the brand reps and find what you need. Or I know the broad girls even have offer customization, you know. And so having a boutique brand that's small enough that somebody cares and will take the time can be so valuable. So Lisa, thank you for so much for opening our eyes to what is truly valuable and that we don't just have to settle and helping us know what to look for and where things are going wrong for us. Because a lot of times we honestly don't know. We're just like, we know something's wrong, but we can't figure out what the problem is. So you have been a wealth of knowledge. I've got tons of notes here and just can't wait to release this episode.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, I am thrilled to have been on here and we do really, really care about women and our customers. We are as you said a boutique brand. So there's two women in our customer service. A lot of a lot of people will call and just assume that there's a call center with like 50 people answering the phone. There's two women. There's Cindy and there's Anita and they know their shoes. And they are always getting calls from women asking questions and sometimes women will say this is probably a dumb question. And the answer is like, no, it's not a dumb question. If you're not certain of the type of shoe or the size of shoe you should be wearing, and you're asking us, that's the smartest thing for you to do because we're going to find an answer. And sometimes they have to go ask the designer or they go ask our fit specialist because you know, if you're going to take the time out of your day to ask a question that might help you feel better overall, we want to take the time to to answer that question for you and steer you in the right direction and get the right shoes on your feet. And I
0: think companies, I'm seeing some companies turn back to good customer service lines because we've all gotten, like, if you've got an 800 customer number, I'm probably not even going to call it for a lot of people because I know what I'm going to get. And so I love that. That return to customer service is everything. And so y'all go out and check out Walking Cradles. And I think you've got a special offer for our listeners, Lisa.
2: I do. If you go on to walkingcradles.com, you can get 15% off using Moxie 15 at checkout. It'll automatically apply it to your order. And we would love for you to try them. And if you do, we would love to hear from you because that's very important. And um, we figure if we give people an opportunity to, to save a little when they're trying us, trying us out, you know, because when trying new brands, is kind of scary at times. You never know if they're going to work for you. So um, that's important to us. So use Moxie 15 during checkout, and it'll give you 15% off your entire order. That's walkingcradles.com, Moxie 15. Well, thank you
0: so much, Lisa. We have learned a ton. And I feel like I can do better for my feet, don't you think, Christina?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm going to... Yes, girl. Yes. She'll be
0: shopping today. <laughs> well, y'all go find you some great shoes. And as we always
1: say, until next time, go and get your Moxie on. Bye now. Bye. Bye.